Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce Development podcast series, where you'll hear all about how the department helps Alaskan job seekers, businesses, and communities. Today, we're going to be talking about unemployment insurance, a very important topic in these very challenging times. And my name is Jason Caputo, and my guest today is Taylor West. Taylor is a investigator too with the Division of Unemployment Insurance. Taylor, thanks so much for joining us today and answering some of these questions. Our, we know it's very difficult for folks right now. We also know that uh, the Division of Unemployment Insurance has been doing everything it can to try and process uh, and give services as quickly as possible. I mean, I even heard back in April, you guys pulled in retirees from all different divisions uh, in an, in an all-hands-on-deck effort. Um, and so I know it's a tough time, but we appreciate you taking some time to help people uh, understand maybe some of the issues that are happening and also give some tips that may help it uh, help them to get services and get their benefits easier. So thanks for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you um, having me here. And, you know, certainly anything we can do to assist the general public and any claimants we have trying to file for unemployment insurance, anything we can do to get some information out there. Thank you. So I'm just going to jump right into the questions. Um, you know, and some of these are, are questions uh, that are frequently asked by by some of our customers. So if someone has a claim that says they have a quote active issue, what exactly does that mean? An issue is circumstance, which under state law is potentially disqualifying. Claims center staff need to investigate these issues and determine if you're eligible for benefits or if you'll be disqualified. We don't pay benefits until that issue has been decided so that an overpayment doesn't occur. Okay, great. And, and, and what are, when we talk about issues, um, what are some of those issues? Yeah, so there, there can be a wide variety of issues that occur on an individual's claim. Um, if you answer yes to traveling, if you're not available for work, you quit your job or you were terminated, those are issues that need to be investigated by claim center staff. Um, you may be eligible for benefits, you may not be, and this is what we need to determine. Whenever we make a decision on your claim regarding one of these issues, you'll be mailed a written determination. Um, so that way you have something official in writing from our office. If you're allowed under that issue, then payment will be released if you're otherwise eligible. Okay, got it. Well, that makes perfect sense. Um, so how long do people generally have to wait until something like that is resolved? It largely depends on the type of issue at hand. Um, if it's a deductible income, it may take longer to process because we also need to gather information from your employer and we need to provide reasonable time frame to obtain that information. If you voluntarily quit or were discharged from your job, then we place a hold on your benefits due to a potential six-week penalty. Um, most other issues, though, are addressed in a quicker time frame because we only need to obtain information from you, the claimant. But it, it can vary pretty widely. Okay. All right. So you're, you're doing basically the essential things that you have to do, but uh, when there's not a lot of those essential things that you have to do, it can, it can happen quicker. So is there anything that people can do to help get them uh, their benefits quicker? So the best thing a claimant can do to make sure they get their benefits on time is 
fill out their online applications completely. Don't leave any of the information blank. If there's an opportunity where they can write in specific information about their claim, we encourage them to write in in detail. You don't need to call the claim center specifically regarding any issue that comes that excuse me that comes up on your claim. We'll call you if we need additional information. So we'll always make the effort to reach out to you directly. Um, another thing claimants can do is make sure they answer their phone and that they have a voicemail set up. So if we're not able to get a hold of you directly, we can leave you a voicemail, and then that way you can call us directly at that specific representative's number. If you do receive a voicemail, call that number um, and they'll be able to assist you in getting that issue closed as quickly as possible. Okay. All right. Great. So fill out, make sure you fill out that online form completely. Make sure you have a voicemail set up so that uh, they can contact you and, and leave a message for you. Great. And speaking of phones, I know a lot of people are trying to get through on the phone to, to talk uh, to unemployment insurance. Why some, and we hear that, you know, it, it's difficult. So why are they having difficulty getting through to uh, unemployment insurance on the phone? The unemployment insurance claim center answers an average of 1400 calls a day and upwards of 1800 calls a day during our busiest times. We're busier at the beginning of the week, people get notified over the weekend and then everyone calls in on Monday and then that kind of tapers off towards the end of the week, but um, certainly busiest on Mondays. Um, our phone system has to have a limit on the number of calls that we can allow in. The claim center answers phones from 9 a.m. until roughly 5.30 p.m. Monday through Friday, excluding holidays. So if an individual is attempting to call in and they can't get through directly, we encourage them to continue to try and call in. Calling right at 9 a.m. when the queue opens gives individuals the best opportunity to get through and placed into the queue before that queue fills up. Okay, another question that, that uh, we hear a lot is, uh, you know, why can't someone just get placed into a queue when they call and be placed on hold or leave their information and get a callback? So the claim center does have a callback and hold service available. But what happens is when an individual calls in, um, if that queue is full, so we have a limited number of calls that we can have come in at a given time. If that queue is full, it doesn't allow individuals that option to be placed on hold or leave a callback number. If it's not full, then they get placed in the queue and an individual can wait to speak with a claim center representative. Um, our phone lines stop taking incoming calls at 4 p.m. And it takes us another hour, hour and a half, maybe even two hours, depending on the day of the week, to answer the calls that are already waiting. We've continued to hire and train staff to assist us so we can increase the number of calls we take per day. Um, but right now, just based on our current staffing levels, that's about where we're at. Okay, understood. And, uh, you know, when someone calls in, I know that sometimes, well, every time they call in, they're going to have a pretty long recording that they hear. So why the long recording, especially if someone can't, uh, can't just be put on hold? We're required by law to provide specific information each time an individual calls into the claim center. This is 
much more efficient than a claims taker reading that information to you. So by placing that information in an automated message each time someone calls in, it's actually helping us decrease the amount of time that representatives have to spend on the phone with individual claimants. And again, that's helping us increase the number of calls we can take per day and the number of individuals we can assist. All right. All right. That makes, yeah, I, I, that makes perfect sense now that you explained it like that. So even though it doesn't seem like it, it's actually saving time in the long run, making sure there's more uh, claims takers available um, to, to process all this and the things that they're saying, I'm assuming, which are required by law on the recording are things that, you know, need to inform people about uh, specific legal requirements. So it's not something we, we choose to do. We have to do it by law. Um, now let's move on to another topic and I'm going to first ask you, you know, what this acronym means. It's P-E-U-C. So PEUC stands for Pandemic Emergency Unemployment Compensation. It was originally passed um, in early 2020, specifically in response to the coronavirus pandemic. And it's just another option for individuals filing for unemployment insurance. Okay, great. So, so why can't someone file for um, extensions that are, that are available through this online? So the different extension programs we have available, like PEUC and extended benefits, those programs change extremely rapidly, specifically in response to different legislation that's passed. With all the different extensions that we've had and continue to have, we needed to complete the programming to allow individuals to file those online and it's simply quicker for us to have claim center staff take and enter those extensions for claimants. There's a wide variety of circumstances that determine which extensions you're paid at any given period of time. And so by having a claim center staff specifically review your information, determine which extension you need to be placed on to make sure the appropriate application is taken, it's again just another decision we've had to make to ensure that claimants are being serviced appropriately and that they're getting the best service we can offer. There's just so many different variables that won't allow for online applications. Well, that's helpful to know because it's it's frustrating otherwise if you didn't know that details because it seems like it's something that could be done. But when you explain it like that, um, there's really, if you tried to do something like that where it was online, it would take so much time. But again, people, it would be, taking people much more uh, longer to get all this processed and actually get their benefits. So um, that makes sense that that's the reason you're doing it that way. So what about being able to reopen one of these extension programs online? Is that a similar kind of situation? So uh, same reason. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the applications for starting a claim and reopening a claim that has already been started are very similar for regular unemployment insurance benefits. They're extremely similar, just a couple different questions that maybe aren't necessary in one situation, they are in another. Um, but for regular unemployment, those are extremely similar. It's the same situation with PEUC or um, any other form of extended benefits. Because they're so similar, it's just due to the efficiency of rolling out the programs, it's 
the best option for claimants is to simply have a claim center representative take that application with you. Uh, great, thanks for that information. So last question on this, um, this kind of topic. I know some people might receive a letter saying that their, their benefits are about to exhaust. And so they're trying to get through on the phone. They can't get through on the phone. It could be a little stressful. Can you give them any advice about you know, wh what's happening in that situation and what can they expect? So an individual is notified that their benefits have exhausted or are about to exhaust. If they're about to exhaust, we begin notifying individuals three weeks before they run out of their benefits. Um, so if an individual is filing weekly, we can typically track that pretty closely. And we'll know ahead of time when an individual is about to run out of benefits. So that's when we start notifying individuals. We send them automated notices that say, hey, you're about to run out of your benefits. As of right now, you have three weeks or less remaining. And then when they actually run out, they get another notice letting them know that they've officially run out of regular benefits. Um, once a claimant starts getting those notices from us, especially understanding that it's, a, it's difficult to get through to the claim center currently, we advise start trying to call the claim center immediately. So if they receive that notice, try calling in and get a representative on the line. Um, understanding, you know, that could take quite a while to actually get through to someone. We encourage individuals to continue completing their weekly certifications. So that form that they complete each week to try and receive benefits even if they've exhausted their benefits, we encourage them to continue completing those applications. Then the claim center will accept an application for an extension program and enter it once you have a zero balance, if you haven't hit that point already. Then a new monetary determination will be mailed and it'll show that your extension has been added. But essentially we notify you ahead of time, try and call us right away and we'll get that entered as quickly as we can for you. Great. That's very, that's really uh, helpful tips for, for something that could be stressful for people. So it's great to have that information on what to do. Uh, let's, let's go to a new topic as well. We get, we get some questions about um, adjudicators. Uh, so for example, when someone's told an, an adjudicator will be calling them and they haven't, what, why haven't they called them yet? So kind of reaching back to those um, active issues that we were talking about on the individual's claim, um, if there's an issue on someone's claim, so for example, if you had voluntarily quit your job or you were terminated, a representative or an adjudicator needs to collect additional information from both you and your employer. Those issues are worked in date order from the oldest to the newest. They're worked in the order in which they're received. Um, the claim center staff is extremely backlogged due to the pandemic, but they are working those issues as fast as they can. Separations take quite a bit longer to process your information um, because, again, information is gathered from two parties. They're not just one. So instead of just having to speak with the claimant about where they traveled to over the weekend, they actually need to get information from both them and the employer. They may need to ask additional questions of each side and give a reasonable amount of time to both sides to provide that information. So there's quite a few reasons an adjudicator may not have reached out to a representative already. But if you've been informed of that by claim center staff, go ahead and sit tight. Someone will reach out to you. Okay. You know, and, and in some of those situations, I can understand it may seem uh, someone may question, um, you know, do you really need this information? 
sometimes it happened a long time ago. Why do you need that type of information? So the issues on an individual's claim um, are issues that by state law we have to examine. By law, when a claim is filed, the claimant's last work has to be examined to determine if a separation issue exists. So your former employer may also provide us with some information that you separated from work and we need to investigate that. So um, if it's somehow reported incorrectly and then we hear different from the employer, that may cause an issue where we're looking at something that happened quite a while ago. So if we didn't know about it before, but we find out about it later, that can cause those kind of delays. Right. Okay. So, so again, it's one of those, you know, this is a common theme here where you have to do some of these things up for, well, number one, you have to do them because it's a law and it's required. It's not something where uh, you're making up there. Uh, and really the way you're doing it is making the process actually go faster. In this case, if you don't do it early on, it can cause a lot of delays later on. Um, so let's again, let's switch uh, to a new topic here, KeyBank. And we have uh, a few questions about KeyBank. One of the frequent ones, why didn't uh, someone receive their KeyBank card? So the KeyBank card is the default way the unemployment insurance claim center issues payment out to individuals. Individuals also always have the opportunity to set up for direct deposit, but by default, we simply use KeyBank. If an individual hasn't filed for unemployment insurance ever before, or it's been quite a long time since they've filed, we'll go ahead and just mail them a KeyBank debit card if they don't set up for direct deposit right away. So that way, anytime we issue payment out, that's where that payment will go. It'll just show up on that card. The cards we issued are valid for three years from the date they're issued from KeyBank. So if you've had a prior debit card and it hasn't expired, we won't automatically reissue you a card unless you specifically contact the claim center and request one. If you haven't had a payment to your card in over a year, you could call the number on the back of that card to reactivate it. KeyBank temporarily deactivates those if there isn't any activity there. Okay, what, what happens if someone, you know, for one reason or another, if they didn't keep their card, they don't have it anymore? Yeah, certainly. So that's a common one where we see, you know, an individual was filing for unemployment insurance. They stopped. They don't believe that they need those resources anymore. So they're either, um, you know, destroyed or misplaced one reason or another. Um, if that does happen to a claimant, we always request that they just contact the claim center and request a new card. A claim center representative can get that taken care of pretty quickly. We just reach out to KeyBank and then they send you a new one. Great. And they could find that, that claim center number on, on the website. Correct. On the website, if they're already filing for unemployment insurance, they've been sent an unemployment insurance claimant handbook. The numbers are also located in there. Great. Now, if someone did ask for a replacement card and they haven't received it, what are some of the reasons that might happen? So if they haven't received it, it's usually just a time frame issue. It takes two to three weeks to receive a new card. If it's been any more than that, we request that individual reach back out to the claim center to follow up directly. Okay. And, and what about, I think there's an option for um, an expedited card. What happens if they haven't gotten an expedited card that they requested? Yeah. So an expedited card is a feature KeyBank allows us to offer. Um, if they haven't received an expedited card, again, probably the same issue, just a matter of timing there. 
Um, even if they're expedited, they can still take anywhere from seven to 10 business days to arrive. So quite a bit faster than the standard method, but you know, still does take some time there. And then same situation, if it's past that period and they still haven't received that card, we'd want them to call the claim center. And again, we can certainly follow up for them. Well, great. That's that's all the, the questions I have about KeyBank. And now I just have some miscellaneous questions about different things that that people often, um, we uh, I know you guys often get these, these questions. Um, one example is sometimes people, it might be convenient for them to, um, they might want to have their claim backdated. Is that, why, why can't that happen? Why can't a claim be backdated? So that's another issue where um, we're pretty strictly bound by law. Um, by mm-hmm. law, claims are affected the Sunday of the week the application is submitted to us, and they can't automatically be backdated. They have to contact us directly to backdate a claim. They would just have to, again, speak with the claim center representative about that issue, and they'll be assisted directly. Okay. So that's, again, that's not a division of unemployment insurance rule. That's that's a law that, that we're bound by. Okay. Uh, now, I know another very frequent question is when, uh, if someone hasn't already, when are they going to get the $600 um, payment? So the $600 payment was part of the stimulus, and it's not payable directly from unemployment insurance. Oh, okay. Um, The different programs that are payable from unemployment insurance are um, things called um, FPUC, or Federal Pandemic Unemployment Compensation. What that is, is it's a $300 per week payment payable to those who receive unemployment insurance extensions or PUA, so pandemic unemployment assistance. Essentially, if an individual is filing for one of our unemployment programs and they're eligible for benefits in that given week, they should also be receiving that additional $300 that week. This was effective when you filed for benefits the week ending January 2nd, 2021. So essentially the first week ending in 2021, that's when that program started. And it's automatically added to each week paid. So if they're currently filing for employment insurance, they should be getting that $300 per week. Okay, thanks. On top thanks. of what oh, they would sorry. normally collect from their benefits. Great, thanks for clearing that up. Um, now here's another very stressful situation that, that uh, hopefully you have some advice for people. What if someone has COVID-19 and they can't work? What can they do? So if an individual is actively employed and they contract COVID-19, notify your employer. That's the best thing you can do in that specific circumstance. Make sure you get them aware as quickly as possible and work with your employer directly on what your options are. File a claim if you haven't already. Go online, complete a claim for unemployment insurance benefits if you haven't already, as you may be eligible for benefits. Um, COVID-19 does create one of those potential issues we had talked about before, so it is something that will have to be reviewed. Otherwise, if you do already have an existing claim, just make sure you notify the unemployment office so, again, they can start that review process for you. Great. That's that's important tips for people. Now, there's a term that uh, is used frequently in this in these situations. Tell us what a base period is. It can be confusing for some people. 
So a base period is a term we use to clarify the time frame that we're looking at to determine what an individual is eligible for for unemployment insurance benefits. So a base period is a time period of 18 months that we use to determine your eligibility. Essentially, the past 18 months from whenever you file your unemployment claim. The wages you earned in covered employment during that time period determine your monetary, or excuse me, your monetary eligibility. So whatever your weekly benefit amount would be there. A regular base period, if we want to get specific, is the first four of the last five completed calendar quarters immediately preceding the effective date of their new claim. Um, but again, much more generally, it's just the past 18 months. Okay, thanks for, for clarifying that. And it, we're at our, our last question. And again, some, one of those things that be, can be somewhat uh, frustrating. So we're really glad that you're, you're here to kind of explain this to people what's going on. So let's say someone has uh, been allowed to file a claim and yet they're still not getting paid. What can be going on in that situation? So there's a variety of different things that could be occurring there. Um, but at a base level, unemployment insurance is an eligibility-based program. We will always accept a new claim that someone can file. They have to have earned wages from covered employment during that base period that we had mentioned before. So they have to have earned money. They have to have a total of gross income of over $2,500, and that has to have been earned over two calendar quarters of their base period. They must maintain their eligibility while receiving benefits through a variety of different methods. Um, they have to be physically able and available for full-time work, actively seeking and reporting weekly work searches and registering for work if required. When an individual files for a new claim, they're informed of what their filing requirements are so they know what they need to do in order to receive benefits. If they're not getting benefits, it could be determined that they weren't eligible for benefits for one reason or another. They may not have earned enough or one of those issues could be denying their benefits. So there's a variety of reasons there. Okay, well, that's, that is a lot of fantastic information and some tips on how people can get through this process um, a little easier. So uh, you have been listening to the Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce Development podcast. Thank you, Taylor West, for talking about unemployment insurance with us today. Uh, we know that people are having, um, it can be a very stressful time with all the things that are going on. And we uh, really thank you for coming and being transparent about some of the issues that people can face and um, if they have questions and things like that, you, a, lot of the, um, a lot of the information that you shared can be found online at the website. Um, and there's also, again, you referenced a unemployment insurance handbook that people get um, at the start of this whole process. Uh, so thanks for listening and joining us. We hope you found the show informative and that you'll join us for our next podcast coming soon. Thank you.